Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 837, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And on the phone with us, live from Washington, D.C., Congressman Russ Fulcher. Good morning to you. Good morning. Great to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. Congressman, uh, before we get going, it's been a while since I've uh, even asked, and uh, I know there are a lot of people, um, you know, who uh, uh, pray for you and and your health with uh, National Cancer Day coming up here this coming Friday. I just wanted to find out uh, from you, everything's still going great? It is, and I'm the beneficiary of God's grace in large part due to a lot of those prayers, and so I'm very thankful for that. Things look look good. No sign of residual cancer after chemotherapy and surgeries and so i'm i'm very very thankful very glad to uh hear that um let's get to uh some uh, other news uh, russia ukraine that whole thing continues uh to be discussed uh probably i'm guessing uh being discussed a lot in uh, washington dc and biden has announced uh this morning that he has greenlit more troops headed to uh, Europe to be closer to Ukraine. Um, what's going on? What what politically can Congress do about what's happening with uh, Russia? Well, it's getting a lot of airtime here within the, within the Congress. And I, for one, am not trying to lead the charge to get American boots on the ground over there. I think that there's other things that we can do. Part of my argument is there are strategic sanctions that can be placed. We should have placed sanctions, I believe, long ago on this Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is a, uh, a money generator, huge money generator for, for Russia. The other thing is, is uh, there's those, that leadership, they're so corrupt. We could tie up a lot of the of their assets personally. I think that is another significant step. We also have some cyber capabilities. We can shut down some of their uh, electronics or even some of their strategic power sources if we if we wanted to do that. I would I would much rather engage at that level than put American troops in harm's way at this particular time. I, the administration is not really communicating with us. Uh, we had a briefing this morning, and there's not much communication coming out of the administration. So quite frankly, we don't know what the administration is going to do. But I can tell you that I believe what you're going to see out of, of Congress is uh, uh, legislation that would that would increase the sanctions and the uh, uh, cyber aggression on our side as opposed to uh, boots on the ground military. Just to follow up, you had mentioned cyber you know, attacks as, as one deterrent. Don't you run the risk, uh, if you start that, that Russia can also start doing the same thing uh, against U.S.? Yes, that's very true. And, and frankly, that might be part of the reason why we haven't. I, frankly, I don't know. Uh, just exactly where their capabilities lie versus ours. And so that is a possibility, and that's a risk. And and the intelligence community hopefully has a better grip on that that they haven't shared with us, but that is that is certainly a risk. But, you know, I, you know people wonder, why should Idaho care about this? And, and that's a legitimate question. But, uh, you know, Russia is moving right now. They want to get the old band back together. They want to get the Soviet Union back together, call it the greater Russia. And so this 
this move over the Ukrainian boundary is another step in that direction. They've already taken some steps. They're an expansionist country. They want to expand. And just historically, if you look at the genesis of World War I, World War II, that, that's how those things got started. We have an expansionist dictator in Russia armed with nuclear weapons who wants to uh, open up his, his boundaries and, and take over other nations. And so this is problematic. It could set off uh, instability on the entire continent. And so it's something that we really do have to pay attention to. Since Congress uh, would have the responsibility of declaring actual war against anyone, uh, would you be prepared to vote yes? Uh, what would make you vote yes? Uh, certainly at this point, I'm, I'm not there, uh, Chris. I, I think that if, if uh, you know, if they, if we take these other steps and they seemingly have no impact and we had the assistance of our NATO friends, then, and this is strictly turned into a bloody military bath and, Potentially, we take a look at it at that point, but I'm certainly not there yet. I think there's other options to take. And, and by the way, you're going to hear a lot about NATO, NATO, NATO here over the next coming days and weeks. And that's a valid, valid union that uh, the U.S. is part of, but the U.S. is a major part of that. When you hear NATO, you really hear America because we're the primary financing aspect behind it. We're the primary military aspect behind it. Yes, it's nice to have uh, our friends at our side, but uh, make no mistake, this is dominated by American resources. You had uh, mentioned um, possibility of uh, sanctions on the uh, pipe oil pipeline uh, in, in Russia. And recently we had had uh, Senator... Jim Rish on and talked about sanctioning, you know, oil production and the possibility that doing that could also hurt Americans by increasing the uh, price of oil. Do you see that as a problem? Well, not long term. All we have to do is is reinvigorate the policies we had uh, a little over a year ago. And you see the production that uh, America is capable of with natural gas and energy overall. I want to just point out, too, I was on the Ukrainian border personally with several other members of House and Senate uh, in just a little bit less than three years ago. There was a, a big military buildup then in the same place. And uh, the difference was, was that President Trump at the time put a hard line out there with uh, Vladimir Putin said, if you cross this line, there's going to be heck to pay, so to speak. And, <laughs> and so uh, Putin backed off. Uh, we, that's not where we are right now. And also, I might add that we, we suggested, myself and other members of Congress, suggested that we sanction that the Nord Stream 2 pipeline then. Uh, we should have. We didn't. And I think we're reaping the benefits. But no, America is more than capable of being self-sufficient in energy if we just have the policies that allow us to do that. And we do not need to open up a, a monetary uh, generating revenue system for Vladimir Putin. That's exactly what that does. Congressman, I've got a question that was written in by a listener, uh, calls himself Jeff W. Uh, he says, Idaho dairymen want immigration visas for year-round farm workers. Are you opposed to that? Well, there's a vehicle for that right now with, I think, the H-2A program. And, and and so I support having the program that we do. But in terms of just opening that up 
uh, without without boundary, then no, I don't. And uh, there is a significant dependence on immigration workers within our state, but we have a much bigger problem on our southern border that is uh, basically just open right now. And it's uh, it's causing a lot of problems and that's filtering into Idaho. And so, no, I can't uh, I can't support anything right now other than securing that border and trying to to enforce our current laws. Another question from a listener, um, Jim, writes in and wants to know if you believe in or advocate uh, for term limits, and if so, what do you think they should be? Yeah, and I'm on the I'm on the term limit resolution for that, and uh, I, you know, it, 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 and there's a good debate with that because you can legitimately say. Uh, in an ideal world, that it's the elections that we have every two years in the House, every six years in the Senate, uh, that that should be that limit. And that's true. Uh, but there really is an advantage to incumbency, and it, it makes it difficult for that just to be a fluid process. And so I have and I do support the term limit front. I think we I have to go back and check the resolution, but I think it's uh, uh, two terms in the Senate, Senate and four terms in the House, I, I believe, is where that's. That's set up, and I support that. Congressman Russ Fulcher, live from Washington, D.C., with us this morning. We need to take a quick break. More with the congressman on the way in just a couple minutes. KBY News time is 846. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. <clears throat> Congressman Russ Fulcher with us once again this morning, live from Washington, D.C. Uh, Congressman, let's delve right back into this uh, this morning. Investigation into the uh, January 6th riots uh, continue. What's going on? A two-part question for you. What, what continues to go on uh, as far as uh, Congress is involved? And is anything eventually going to happen uh, on this on the congressional level? Well, there's, there's two aspects. There's the January 6th commission, and then there's the rest of Congress. The January 6th commission is, has been pretty widely advertised, I think, is, is, is strictly partisan. They're the Republican or the minority members that were proposed to be on that were were not accepted by the speaker and uh, they were the two republicans that were put on that were the ones that sympathized with the majority's position and so it's not a part or a bipartisan effort by any means and quite frankly in my opinion it's been a a process a commission that that is uh, really tailored to get uh, trump supporters in and punish and i'm not condoning in any way uh, what took place on that day, but how we treat it is is very important. And so now on the congressional side, outside of the commission, what I see is a significant appetite to try to expedite the overall process. I think there's been more than 700 people arrested as a function of that day and the activities of that day. And uh, many of them are in prison. They've been charged with trespass or disruption but yet they don't have a court date and and likely in D.C. because of the backlog, they won't have a court date for another year. And so this is a this is a long time to string this out uh, when you've got uh, trespass charges. And so it really makes the objective person wonder uh, what's going on here. So uh, Congress is pressuring 
trying to put pressure on the D.C. system. Expedite this thing. Let's let's get um, uh, let's get the process underway. Uh, the commission is going to continue to chase uh, what they believe is Trump supporters. That's their mission. It's not to try to get to the truth. Um, I might just add one last thing. Uh, one thing that does not get reported. And I was there. I was right smack in the middle of it. The speaker has responsibility for security in the House, not the president. And the speaker refused to have uh, National Guard troops uh, come in either before, during or after that uh, that event, or at least uh, uh, soon thereafter for that event. Oh, uh, Congressman, do you believe that the uh, U.S. Constitution needs an Equal Rights Amendment? I think the U.S. Constitution is pretty darn good just the way it is. We've had some amendments to it, and I think that if that gets applied the way that the language is written, then I think that equal rights is in there. And uh, so I'm not in in favor of making continued changes uh, to the language that we have right now. Had a cry on uh, across one of the news channels this morning. It said uh, that uh, Manchin is saying that the Build Back Better is, for all intents and purposes, dead, which I think a lot of us already realized. Are there any parts of that um, Build Back Better that Republicans could have bought into? It's just that there was so much other stuff in there that wasn't good. Um, If they had piecemealed this, is there anything good in there that you could have bought into? Yeah, uh, the uh, the traditional true infrastructure investment, uh, roads, bridges, water systems, things that we use as a as a public uh, that that is, and even broadband uh, that is is uh, uh, traditionally and correctly funded through federal means and investment federal uh, investment. Uh, but that's a very, very small portion of what's really in that bill. And that's why everyone has ultimately stalled this thing out is uh, it has shifted over to social infrastructure and massive trillions of dollars of spending. So the spending is off the charts and the scope of where that spending goes into uh, social things and changing the the value system and the, the family structure within America is where people have got problems, and rightfully so. So I, I don't think it's going to move forward, and it shouldn't. Congressman Russ Fulcher, uh, live with us this morning. Thank you once again. We'll let you uh, get back to uh, your real paid job. But we do appreciate you taking a few minutes with us from time to time to talking with us here on News Talk KBOI. Always good to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Our phone lines are open. Do you want to talk about the visit we just had with the uh, congressman? If you'd like to do that, you can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can text us. That's the same as our main number, 208-336-3700. If you want to talk about that or something else we've talked about th- this morning, feel free. Don't forget, um, everybody's just about to uh, get a little more money in your bank account, uh, the uh, Idaho legislature yesterday passed the largest tax cut in history 600 million dollar income tax cut and rebate we'll talk about that it goes to the uh, governor who has already said that uh, he is in favor of it um, we'll sign this probably fairly quickly phone lines are open 208-336-3700